Welcome to Teen Wealth Radio, a show just for teens, their parents, and educators to come together and discuss the issues that are affecting our youth today. Your host is Brandy England. Brandy is joined each week by amazing guests, as well as a regular panel of co-hosts who are here to give you ideas and encouragement every step of the way. We also have plenty of other surprises on today's show. So let's get started. Here's your host, Brandy England. Hey everybody, welcome back to the show. I am super excited for our show today because we're talking about one of my favorite things to talk about, but something that's not always talked about with teens, and that's sex and your body, and we have this amazing woman on who's a guest. Uh, Her name is Jamie Summers. We call her Shame Free Jamie, and I love that because there's no shame in talking about what we're talking about, and that's what she's all about. So welcome to the show, Jamie. Thanks so much for joining us this week. Aloha. Thank you so much, Brandy, for having me. It's an honor and a pleasure to be here. Now, I'm super jealous. You said aloha, and I know you live in Hawaii now. How's it? How's the weather over there? Because it's been really hot where I am in Canada. <laughs> yes, it has been. We, we're near the beach, so it's quite breezy, so that keeps us cool. But without the breeze, we would be cooking, I will tell you that much. But this, but the summer is probably about 85 most days, 80, 80, probably 90 tops. It doesn't really get super, super hot like it does in Texas, for example. Wow. Yeah. I have to tell you, in Vancouver, Canada, everyone thinks it's cold here all the time. It was 80 for about two weeks last month, and we were all very, very hot. So <laughs> I understand. There you go. <laughs> yes, yes. So um, you have so much in your repertoire. You've done so many things in your life. You have several programs, one of them being My Body, My Voice, among others. Uh, you're an advocate of freedom and sexuality and gender choice. You're originally from New York City, but you've lived in Texas, we're going to talk about empowering teens, we're going to talk about sexual abuse prevention, and you're super passionate about all this. Why? Where where did that all come from? Thank you so much for asking that, Brandy. It's really an honor to be able to have the opportunity to tell my story. So when I was a teenager, I was a freshman in college, and I looked very young. Like, I probably looked about, I'm 35 now, and I probably look maybe 25 I could pass for. Some people even say 20, but, you know, on a good day. But I look always look younger than I was. So at, at 18, a freshman in, in, in college, you can imagine little tiny petite me, you know, going into college and probably looking like I was about 15 or 16, but I was 18. And I met a man who was a senior, and I worked with him at college, and he looked like he was probably about 40. He looked just way older than he was. So it was interesting because when we were dating, we'd walk through the street and I, we had a, an incident where someone yelled out the uh, yelled out the window pedophile. And it was just shocking to me. Um, and I was so embarrassed. But there was something going on that was inappropriate. And I could sense it and I could feel it in my gut, but I didn't know what it was. And I knew that I was of age. I was 18. So it wasn't that, but I felt like something was going wrong. And Throughout the relationship, I discovered that when we were fooling around, we were actually having sex, and I was not aware of that, Mm. and I did not know for sure until after our relationship when he admitted it to me. So Mm. having experienced that and losing my virginity to being non-consensual and not aware, um, I never really thought that I was 
in an abusive relationship, I never would have given that title because there was no physical violence. It was only sexual violence and it was only the games of control that a lot of people play in relationships. So that, that impacted me so much that I kept silent for about 15 years, not ever talking about what happened. And, and there were other times as well, um, when, when he raped me and I was not, and I was aware of it later on. Um, and, it was a very impactful event in my life so much for it that I held on to it and held on to the guilt and held on to the shame and never told anyone. And then I met, um, I, I got married, then got divorced, and I met a group of women who were domestic violence survivors. And I was, to that point, started teaching women's empowerment coaching because I had been through such a deep spiritual and profound journey. And I said... I want to teach you. And the leader, Don Diaz of Milagro Stay in New York, an amazing woman, she says to me, well, take the class first. Take the, take the weekend workshop. You know, it's going to be a boot camp. And I said, uh, okay, sure. And in that, that two-and-a-half-day retreat workshop, uh, I discovered that I, too, was a survivor of domestic violence. And it was not only in my relationship um, when I was a freshman and he was a senior and it was my, my, my college boyfriend, but it was in my marriage. I was with my uh, former husband for seven years and it was an emotional abuse. It was a power game. And mm. we, we both used sex for control. So it was, it was quite eye-opening to realize that you did not have to be hit in order to have been manipulated in a relationship. Um, and then this goes back to childhood where people in my family did not have very good boundaries with touch. And I could never pinpoint a specific memory, but I had feelings like something was not right in the way that my family was, was touching um, us as kids as well. So, so there is these, this lineage that just continued throughout my life, and I attracted one um, unhealthy and abusive relationship after another. And finally, I said, you know what? This is, this is going to stop, and I'm going to make a change and that's where all this, this empowerment came through for me to be able to say, well, if I can stop one person from being abused, if I can stop one person from making that mistake of not speaking their voice when something doesn't feel right, you know, then I have made a difference in the world. Uh, I love that. And you know what? I think I, if I could stop the world and make everybody listen to this show for one hour, because there's so many people. I mean, there's the hashtag Me Too movement that's harassment and, and abuse and things like that that's going on right now that we're talking about it more than ever. But there's there's still so many things that people consider taboo that they won't talk about. And I know that you're not one of those. And that's why I'm so privileged to have you on the show, because you're going to say what's on your mind and what young people need to hear and what their parents need to hear. Um where you grew up, was there a lot of talk about abstinence and things like that? Or was it pro-teaching? Or, um, like, where did you get your sex ed from? Or did you not get sex ed that, that prepared you for life? Um, That's a great question. So I grew up in a small town. And I went to Catholic school every Saturday morning. So I was raised Catholic. Um, but I but I was not strict Catholic. And it, we didn't go to church very rarely, except on holidays. So it wasn't like my family really was embodied in or very deep in the Catholic faith, but there is still that energy of Catholicism and shame around um, sex and the body. And it's something I really felt and was not 
ever sat down and, and no one ever said to me, you should be ashamed of your body, but I felt it. I could see it in society. I could see it in my family. Um, my family, there was a lot of um, shame around body image and around the our, our menstrual cycle at that time of the month when we grew pubic hair there was a lot of talk within the family and almost like the gossip of the family was like okay who's getting pubic hair this this year you know and it and it became a shameful thing you know and and it became so much that I used to when I when I finally got my my period which I call my blessed monthly because I want to honor her as a gift so when I get my blessed monthly, I say thank you, and I celebrate being a woman. Uh, but when I was a teen, I used to hide my pads because I didn't want my family to know it was that time of the month because I'd be accused of being on the rag or having PMS. So there was definitely body image and body shaming. But with sex, the only conversation I ever had was when I was in third grade with my mom, and it went something like, don't ever fall in love with a man who's on drugs because once you're in love, you can't help yourself but to want to have sex with them. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's healthy. That's healthy information. <laughs> it's, it's good information. I mean, on some level, but it scared the bejesus out of me because I was, I was going like, okay, I, once you get turned on, you can't control yourself. And I had this whole idea that you better not get turned on because once you did, it's all over and you're just going to be like a, a humping maniac. And that's not necessarily the truth and hopefully not the truth when we learn to cultivate and to embody, embrace our own sexual energy. So, Absolutely. And I'm, I'm glad you talked about like the whole body shaming thing and, and all that. I, I remember being teenage girls and I, there was a group of girls that I would go on. Uh, we'd have sleepovers every weekend after basketball, um, and we'd all talk about, ooh, who got your period? Whose boobs have gotten bigger? Who's got pubic hair? And it was just so, and it was like, oh, I want my period. Oh, I want it so bad. And I love that you call it your blessed monthly, and I have to start thinking of it that way, because I sure don't think of it as a blessing some days, let me tell you. Um, but I love that you said that, because you talked about celebrating being a woman, and I think that's so important. And there's such a big movement right now with the whole hashtag Me Too movement, but we're also starting to get into different body types, like the Kim Kardashian era and the Nicki Minaj areas here. So it's no longer one body type. And so I think the body shaming is, is changing a little bit. But it's amazing how media and the world make us feel ashamed. And I don't know, I don't know exactly what it is because my parents raised me to have a healthy body image. And yet I still have so many days. And I guess that goes for everyone. I don't know. You, you said you're quite petite. And do you struggle with your body image still at your age as a grown up now that works on this with other people or... I, I do, I do, and for me, it's it's kind of interesting because I I'm for a for tiny petite five foot two lady. I'm quite voluptuous. I have a narrow waist, big hips, and pretty uh, larger breasts for somebody that's my size, which has caused me a lot of back pain. Believe it or not, it's true. It does cause back pain. Yeah. However so worth it for me and, and just embracing that uh, but not feeling a, a, an outlet to express my femininity and my sensuality when I'm not with a partner when I don't have a a when I, I'm divorced so I, when I don't have a, um, a a boyfriend or a partner I I felt I didn't know that I could express myself as a woman unless it was with that kind of person. So mm. moving out of habits such as, okay, one night 
stands, I call them cosmic flings because for me, it was never a guy at a bar. It was more like, oh my God, my destiny. Oh, my destiny. Yes, let's make love. And I did that when I first got out of my marriage and it was quite interesting to have that experience. But moving away from that, you know, how do I safely express my sensuality and my femininity in a way that I feel safe in the world? So that's been more, you know, my my journey post-divorce and learning to love my body and, you know, finding out, like, what do I look like naked and, and looking at myself fully and, and realizing, wow, this is unique and this is special and, and this is who I am and, and really loving my, my naked body so much when I used to have so much shame. I used to get on a scale every morning and if I gained a pound or two, I would, it would just ruin my whole day. And I would be obsessed, and now I don't even weigh myself. And and now now it's like, oh, I I want to you know go out to the nude beach and 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 be and be free, and not for the attention of others, but to be free within myself. Yeah, that's a, that's such a good point, and and I really want to talk more about this. Uh, we just have to go to commercial break very quickly. I hope everyone's enjoying the show uh, with Shame Free Jamie. I'm I'm enjoying it. I know that we'll be back in a couple of minutes from this commercial break. See you soon, everyone. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Hey you, yeah you, are you tired of people asking you what you want to be when you grow up? Well, we can help. What if we gave you the money to start your own business? All you have to do is join the Teen Wealth Club. Even if you have no idea what you want to do, we can help you have the life of your dreams and play by your own rules. We are real, real people who believe that your life can be whatever you want it to be. And we know it works because we have hundreds of other teens just like you who are doing it right now. Check out GlobalTeenWealth.org and start the life of your dreams today. Don't forget to mention Teen Wealth Radio and we'll send you a free gift when you join. Or you can call us at 1-855-866-TEEN. That's 1-855-866-8336. GlobalTeenWealth.org. We're here to get you started on your future. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are tuned in to Teen Wealth Radio. To join in the conversation, send an email to Brandy at GlobalTeenWealth.com. That's Brandy with an I at GlobalTeenWealth.com. Now, back to this week's show. 
Hey everybody, welcome back to the show. I um, I have to give a shout out to my mother because I am on my radio show at 33 talking about sex, <laughs> trying to educate teens with this amazing guest, Jamie Summers, and my mother is listening, ladies and gentlemen. So hi mom, I just want to say hi, thank you for tuning in. She's a proud supporter of me and Teen Wealth and I'm very grateful for her every day. And I know she's going to be interested in this show because she's uh, a very open person and I, and I was very blessed when I was younger because she would talk to me about sex and my body and things like that and boys and I remember even some of my girlfriends that didn't have very open parents would come over and she would sometimes answer their questions sometimes quite embarrassingly (laughs) uh, some of the questions were and and, um, yeah so it was I was blessed to have someone that would communicate that with me because I know not everyone has them and I know some of you might be out there listening and you don't have parents that are able to coach you on those things or talk to you about those things. But that doesn't mean there's not places that you can turn to to find the answers. And Jamie Summers, or shame-free Jamie as she likes to be called, and I love to call her that, uh, you can find her on Facebook. And if you have a question and you want to reach out to her, she was a teacher. She works with this. She does programs with young people and adults. So if you have a personal question you need to talk to her, she's a great person uh, to reach out to. So, Jamie, thank you so much, and welcome back to the show. Thank you. And I just like to acknowledge because when you put shame in the spotlight, it dissolves. It doesn't have its power. You've taken its power away. So is there some shame around having your mom listening to you talk about sex? Oh, well, I probably won't go into as intimate detail as I usually would, but (laughs) (laughs) I did not give her a heart attack while she's sitting at home because I just want to keep her around a little bit longer, but... uh, no, uh, no, I, I love it. I'm, I'm glad that she's here. I'm glad that she's supporting us because she, I know she went through some struggles as a young woman as well. And so I think it's good for her. And, and if she'd ever be a guest one day, I've been trying, but you know, we'll see. So I, I just, I wanted to talk more on the break. You were mentioning a little bit about your own family. And I know there's a lot of teens out there listening that maybe don't have a family that's comfortable talking about this, whether it's because of a religious background or they just are not a family of touchy-feely huggers or, or communicating. Um, so, so maybe, can you tell us a little bit about what your family was like and what they taught you or didn't teach you? Yeah, absolutely. Well, my mom, and, and, and I'm blessing her and knowing that I'm sharing this for an educational perspective and not to shame her, um, she, when she would walk around naked I would get so disgusted and be like, ew, mom, what are you doing? Oh, my God, you know, this is so gross. But I learned that not because nudism and our naked bodies aren't beautiful and that not that and it's not because every body isn't beautiful because it is. All of our beauty, beautiful bodies, shapes, sizes, colors, flavors, everything. <laughs> I got the rainbow fruit flavors, okay? But But all of it is beautiful. But the reason that I had felt just such uh, shame at my mom's body being naked was because, first of all, society said it wasn't right to be naked, especially around your family in America, although it's very open in Europe, um, and that happens, and it's very common, and people are naked in front of each other all the time in Europe and even other co- many other countries, too. Um, well, Europe's a continent, not a country, sorry. But, but in other places besides Europe, the nudism is normalized. Um, but my dad was really disgusted by my mom's body because she had gained some weight after she had my brother. So most of their marriage, maybe maybe two-thirds of their marriage, she was overweight. And she tried to diet. She was ashamed. He was repulsed by her sexually and physically. And he had his own issues that he was working on. But the shame that he, that my mom had for herself and the shame that he had... And the shame that he body shamed her was just a repetitive pattern of 
a woman's body is gross and not being anorexic or not not being a stick figure is gross. That's something we see and we, we used to see in society and it's it's becoming resolved somewhat, but it's something that I saw. And now I'm all into nudism. I'm like, yes, the naked body is beautiful, awesome. But I didn't grow up that way. I grew up feeling ashamed of that and ashamed of myself and feeling gross if I ever had a sensation of turn on about anything. I would feel almost sick to my stomach like I was going to throw up if I even remotely had some kind of feeling of turn on. And turn on doesn't necessarily have to be sexual. It could just be an excitement in the body. And there's that difference, which is kind of scary when you're growing up and you don't know what that feeling is. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I really want to go back to one of the points you made at the beginning of the show when you talked about celebrating being a woman. I, I just, I love that so much. What, how, do you have anything that you do uh, on a daily basis that helps you do that besides your monthly blessing and things like that? But anything that keeps you centered in celebrating being a woman and any advice you might give to any of the listeners? Yes. And, and I have, I haven't yet, yet made this, um, uh, a video. I haven't, I haven't, I Okay, how do I say this? I have not uh, talked about this so publicly before, but I think it's something that's really important and I'm going to share because that's what I do. And uh, for me, standing in front of the mirror naked and loving myself and being like, I love myself. You are beautiful. I am beautiful. And just taking that moment to reflect. And another exercise um, one of my colleagues uses is to actually say things that they like about themselves in front of the mirror. And this mirror work is very, it's very powerful, you know, and to, to allow yourself to be in your natural essence of turn on as a, as a woman or as a being, um, and to know that that's not shameful and that your body's not shameful and Mm -hmm. that it's okay to be a woman. It's safe to be a woman. Mm. I really, I love that. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm 33 and I still struggle some days with all that. Standing in front of a mirror naked is not something I do on a frequent basis. But I, whenever I do have one of those days where I'm like, ugh, I feel fat, I feel ugly, I feel blue. I have this one saying that I repeat to myself because I, I'm a very spiritual being. I've traveled all over the world. I love people more than I love anything else. I am more emotional than 47 people put in a room staring at baby kittens. Like, it's just, it's unbelievable. I've had margarine commercials make me cry because I'm just a very emotional person. And so sometimes I do shame myself or, or have trouble. And so there's this one thing that I say to myself that reminds me of my purpose in this world. And it's just, it's just that my body is the vehicle for my soul. And that's all I think. I'm like, oh, if you're too fat today or too tall today or your freckles are too prominent today or your hair is too frizzy, who cares? My soul wants to explore the world that wants to explore and love people and enjoy the things going on around me it is literally just the vehicle to my soul and and sometimes I'll go out dancing just because it reminds me of that I know that one day I might I have bad hips and a bad back already I probably won't be able to dance in a few years so I do that as frequently as possible because it reminds me that it's just the vehicle that's transporting what my soul needs to do right now and that's the only way that I can kind of I don't know what helps me process when I'm having a bad body shaming day (laughs) That's beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing. I want to honor that and honor your process with with loving your body and, you know, loving yourself, which is one of my campaigns as well, is is how to love yourself. And it's not just who you are as a person, but it's your body, too. And for me, the body is a a temple. 
And some yeah. may, may call it sacred uh, for those who are spiritual. And some may just think of it as a temple, a conduit, a, a place for your purpose or spirit or the universe or light or energy or your heart, however you want to perceive it. It's a place for that to work through you and for you to be this representation of whatever it is that you came here on earth to do. Absolutely. Um, we got about three or four minutes before the break. I just wanted to go back a little bit to when you were talking about that first relationship that you had and rape and abuse. And and do you have any um, way that you could share with our teens or our listeners, uh, like maybe warning signs or things that they might might look for? Because sometimes we confuse ourselves if it's abuse or if it's just the way that the world is. I don't, I don't know if I'm making sense in that, but a lot of us accept certain things because we're a female or because we're a male, and we don't say, oh, yeah, that is rape or that is abuse. Do you have any way that they can kind of identify? I, I know that's a hard hard question to ask because it's not easy to point out, oh, yes, this is abuse as not just a, a bad relationship or a trouble, a troublesome time. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. And I actually have a whole workshop that I teach around that. So I want to, yeah, I want to first off, thank you for asking that question. And to, to first preface this information with the fact that one in four girls and one in six boys will be sexually abused before they turn 18. Mm. This is an epidemic, as we are becoming to know. It's in, uh, are coming to know that it is an epidemic with the Me Too movement and everything uh, that's going on in the world right now. But some people are still not understanding the importance of preventing this or stopping it. You mm. know, uh, while it's happening to our youth. So, what what are some of the ways? To, to red flags of a dangerous person. That's one of the elements of my, one of my, uh, one of my workshops, one of my pieces. And that might be that they're trying to play a power game. Mm-hmm. Um, they are manipulating and trying to make you feel guilty or shameful for what's going on, threatening to tell somebody else um, to... I can even bring up, I have a whole list of, of, of examples of what people might say when they're trying to manipulate you. Mm. Um, they may uh, think that, okay, well, you need to practice with me in order to get good at sexual things or physical things with somebody that you like. Um, uh, let's see. What else? So um, I'm trying to think of uh, off the top of my head, but those are just some examples of, you know, it's, uh, it's also about the gut feeling, the intuition. Like I, I knew when I was in college and that was my first, you know, sexual relationship that something was wrong and I could feel it in my gut, but I just thought, oh, well, I must be too sexy mm. for him to be able to resist me. So it's my fault. Oh, yeah. and, he, and he would ne- he would never do that to anybody else. It was just me. That's such a, it's a, we, why do we all have such a skewed vision of ourselves and our worth and our, what we allow into us? It's, I, I, it's something I, I really struggle to, to understand how we can, like, I remember why I used to chase the, the cutest boy in school because I figured if I could get the cutest boy in school, it'd make me worth something. And it was all based on the man. And I, it's, it was very interesting how we have a very skewed idea of what we are and what, are, what we're worth. Um, we do have to go to commercial break again, but uh, we'll get more into that when we come back. See you in a minute, everyone.
Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Are you tired of people asking you what you want to be when you grow up? Well, we can help. What if we gave you the money to start your own business? All you have to do is join the Teen Wealth Club. Even if you have no idea what you want to do, we can help you have the life of your dreams and play by your own rules. We are real, real people who believe that your life can be whatever you want it to be. And we know it works because we have hundreds of other teens just like you who are doing it right now. Check out GlobalTeenWealth.org and start the life of your dreams today. Don't forget to mention Teen Wealth Radio and we'll send you a free gift when you join. Or you can call us at 1-855-866-TEEN. That's 1-855-866-8336. GlobalTeenWealth.org. We're here to get you started on your future. If you're an influencer, you don't follow the trends. You set them. Voice America influencers are involved in creating change in personal and professional lives, collaborating and driving value to make our lives better. We have world-renowned thought leaders, speakers, authors, entrepreneurs, artists, and some of the most influential voices today. Listen in today to what they have to say. Engage in the conversation. The Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. Answer the call. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are tuned in to Teen Wealth Radio. To join in the conversation, send an email to brandy at globalteenwealth.com. That's brandy with an I at globalteenwealth.com. Now, back to this week's show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. I'm here with Shame Free Jamie, and she's telling us a little bit about her life and what she's passionate about and what she's doing to help not only young people but adults as well with everything from domestic violence and bullying to loving their bodies and celebrating being a woman. And I'm just so grateful that she's here. So, Jamie, thank you again for being on the show. Uh, If you're not following her yet, please go onto Facebook and follow Shame Free Jamie. She's going to have some amazing programs for anyone who uh, needs help, and you can always reach out to her because she's lovely and very giving. Um, So thanks a lot, Jamie, again for being here. Thank you, and it's J-A-I-M-E on Facebook, Shame Free Jamie, and I have a page that you can find me. I'm going to put some videos up there too. Perfect. And I'll, I'll uh, share this link and the bio and her bio and everything on Global Team Wealth's Facebook page and Instagram. And then you guys can find her from there, too, if you're unable to find her for some reason on Facebook. But, yeah, like she said, it's J-A-I-M-E. And then Summers is her last name, S-U-M-M-E-R-S. Um, so, Jamie, I just want to talk a little bit more. I, I'd like to delve into your life as a teacher and, and how you kind of came to um, start educating people on all this. But I just want to talk uh, for a moment because we talked about some of the hard stuff that you've been through. Um, what do you, how do you think trauma like that affects you for the rest of your life? And is there ever really the ability to let go? Because I know there's a few things in my past that I think I've let go of and then all of a sudden something happens and all of a sudden I'm back to that place of, not I don't want to say like PTSD, like post-traumatic stress, but I'm back to that place of, you know, where you feel like you're almost having that anxiety attack. And I know there's a lot of young people out there that are doing that. And I don't know if there's ever really getting over any of that. Or do you think it's something we'll carry with us for the rest of our lives and it just, we, we deal with it? Or, or 
do you think it can be released? So that's a beautiful question. And actually, I was diagnosed with PTSD, and I didn't realize that I had it until I had a very good friend of mine who had similar symptoms at the same time, kind of had a, a bit of a meltdown, and we called each other for support, and I was like, oh my god, me too, and he's like, I'm trying this new, new agey, but it, it therapy with an actual therapist called EMDR, and they reprogram your neural pathways to actually release the trauma, and honestly, I would say that it works, um, I would say that there's always work that can be done on anything that's bringing us anxiety, whether it's actually PTSD or just anxiety or a panic attack. Um, it's all challenging, whatever form, whatever label you want to put on it. Um, and actually, there's uh, a statistic on on uh, on PTSD, which I had in front of me. Oh, 94% of women experience PTSD after rape. So... Mm. And that may be in the first couple of weeks after the rape, um, but there are long-term effects of PTSD. There are um, survivors lose $240,000 of income over a lifetime, which I thought was really crazy. So survivors lose money. Childhood victims are five times more likely to commit a crime as an adult. Of course, there's eating disorders, depression, um, promiscuous behavior, dropping out of school, they're more likely to use drugs, STDs, pregnancy are also risk factors, um, and abusive relationships with more domestic violence. So the pattern very likely is to continue if it's not addressed. So mm. one way we can do that is is through therapists. But for me, the traditional therapy never... I'm not a huge advocate of, of traditional therapy. It's, it's better than, it's typically better than doing nothing than to p compare, I mean, compared to, to just sitting with it. Therapy can be beneficial, but to me, what really makes an impact is the types of work that are more, um, the deprogramming work, like EFT tapping, when they tap the different points in your head while you're talking about something that was traumatic. Um, there's, like I said, EMDR, and you can Google these, and there's a lot of therapists that take insurance that do EMDR now, mm. and something that I was trained in was actually theta healing, and that's reprogramming patterns, programs, and beliefs as well. So there are ways that I've seen work in my own life and in my clients' Um, that you can actually release the trauma physically from your body. That's I, I have heard about quite a few of these. There's a, a lady that works with um, um, kids that have gone through abuse in the state of Georgia, and her work is incredible. She does the tapping technique, and it, it was amazing the stories that she told me when we met about a year and a half ago about the young children she met and the horrible traumas that they'd been through before they were even 10 and how mm -hmm. she helped them work through that. And so I'm, I'm very curious to educate myself more on all of those things, so thank you for bringing it up. Um, can you just remind me again, what was the statistics you were saying about, uh, was it one in four, you said girls, and one in six boys, what was that? Yes, so one in four girls and one in six boys will be sexually abused before they turn 18. Okay, so the, the reason why I was asking you to bring this up is because I want anyone listening, a young person out there listening, this is a horrific fact, these, I, these stats are horrible, they make my gut upset, they probably make every listener upset, but what I need people to understand, especially those listening, especially those that have gone through this trauma, is you are not alone. Those numbers are fairly significant numbers, and that means that there's other people that have been through or are going through the same thing that you're going through, and there's people that can help you with that. 
So even if you're scared to reach out or talk to somebody, and I know it's hard sometimes to talk to your teachers, and maybe you can't talk to your parents, but I urge you to if you think you might be able to talk to them about it. It's so important. I have a, and, and the, the fact that males too, a lot of us think that it's just females that are getting sexually abused or assaulted. Males too, one of my closest friends, he's one of the most brilliant writers on the face of this planet. His stepmom abused him from the time he was four to the time he was about 14. And he is so messed up from that. He can barely, like he can barely leave the house. And that's why he's become such a great writer because he's channeled all that into his writing. But we all think that it's just the girls going through this. So it's also the boys. So boys, you do not have to sit at home and man up that is such bullshit and excuse me for swearing on a teen radio show but it is crap um the whole i am a man thing we need to stop that saying i'm a man yeah you can hold the door open for a lady and still be courteous and help an old woman cross the street and carry her groceries but the fact that you are told not to cry or not to talk about your feelings is crap um because we all need to discuss the things that we're going through so i just want you to hear those numbers one in four girls one in six boys those are just statistics but it means that the kid down the street might be going through the same pain as you are, and you can talk to it about somebody. Right, Jamie? Absolutely. And that's a really great point that you're not alone and that there is support to help you. There are hotlines that you can call. There's, you know, adults that you can speak to, hopefully, in your life that you trust. Um, and I just want to make one shift on the languaging, if you don't mind, Brandy, and the language that you use in your story. Is that all right with you? Yeah, of course. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I guess yeah. Yeah. You're, and I love that you're so fiery and passionate about it. It just lights me up. It's it's beautiful. So when you said that he was messed up, I just want to reframe that. And, 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 but seriously, reframe yeah. it from a point of that there's nothing wrong with anyone who's experienced abuse. And there's really nothing wrong with anyone. We're all perfect as we are. And if you're spiritual, perfect as God made us. And we're experiencing um, whatever it is that we're meant to experience or that we're choosing to experience in this life and that if we accept ourselves as perfect and whole in the moment, we can move forward and say, I want to shift this. And there's nothing broken because a lot of victims and survivors think that there's something broken or something wrong with them and that keeps them more in shame. So knowing that there's nothing wrong with them but that it still impacts him to this day because he hasn't chosen to deal with it. And there are outlets such as EFT, EMDR, theta healing. There's um, cranial sacral therapy. There's tons of different um, modalities um, that both therapists and energy workers are using um, today to help people release their trauma. So it is possible to shift. You're not alone. And there are resources out there for you, even on YouTube, um, that will help you move through whatever it is that you need to move through. And it is, it is possible, and I'm a testament to that as well. I love that. You know, it's, it's, I'm, I'm glad that you said that because language is so important. And I, one of my business coaches, actually, is one of the uh, people on the board. His, his name's Bill Walsh. He's done more for me and our nonprofit than and a lot of people just real collectively, he's just an amazing person. He always says that to me. He's like, Brandy, stop saying if and start saying when. And language is so important. And we need to train ourselves. I, I wish we could, um, like, I don't know. I should probably look into this because um, there's it's so important, the, the words that we use, especially to ourselves, like when we're talking to ourselves about body shaming and all that. And I love that you brought that up and you corrected me saying messed up. Him and I actually, that's our thing. We always joke that we're both messed up and damaged, but we kind of we kind of giggle about that because we're working on not 
feeling messed up anymore. So I, I like that you said that, though. That was that's good. It's so important because language is so important to what we tell ourselves and what we tell others. So thank you for bringing that up. Ah, thank you for taking that in so well. Good job. Working well, <laughs> I'm very coachable, darling. <laughs> yes, you are. Well, we have like three minutes before we go to the break. So I just I want to talk a little bit about. So you were a teacher. You worked for Disney Radio. Did you say? Is that what? I thought? Yes, I worked for Radio Disney for a while, and I did marketing for them, and also worked on events. We built a playground in Harlem. We had music for the kids, and we'd have street parties, and um, and it was just a great experience to be able to kind of have that brand attached to my name as mm. something that I that I that I had somewhere I had been. You know, it was an interesting experience overall working for them. I don't know if I would do it again, to be honest, but. <laughs> But um, but uh, but it was it was just a very good opportunity to be in that in that power of that brand name, you know. Absolutely, and and you were a teacher for a while as well. What what ages did you teach, and what subjects? So I was a substitute teacher, and I taught kindergarten through high school, all subjects. But my favorite were English, theater, um, health, and um, what was the other one? I can't recall. Uh, <laughs> no, that was it. I mean, basically, English. Oh, theater, English. Well, script writing is part of the English class or the theater class. Um, but I, I just writing is my was was my number one thing ever when I was a child. That was what I wanted to do when I grew up. And now it's the thing that I often avoid the most because it's it's another important level of stepping into my destiny or my purpose and and doing what I'm really meant here to do. Absolutely. I love that. Um, and, and, and so are you still teaching or are you solely focusing on these programs right now? Well, um, I was substitute teaching and now I'm letting things evolve uh, as we go into the, into the fall. Um, I have a potential for uh, a teaching position um, that I can't say what it is, but it's in the works. It's in the works for a potential um, teaching position at an at a intermediate school. Um, however, it just depends a lot on um, on the system and when you're working for the government and, and things have to flow a certain way, you have to have certain formats and certain applications and everything in and we'll just we'll see how it goes and see if it's resonant and if it's the right fit and and uh, I have my hands full with with this work as well. so I'm excited to just see what the next step is and and most importantly how to reach the teens, how to reach our kids because, if, if me being there every day for that same group of kids is going to make an impact on their lives, then I'm for it. If that's going to help me to integrate into the school system, systems even deeper and make that a part of my purpose, then awesome. If it's me going around to a bunch of different schools and teaching there, awesome. If it's me creating a program that I'm going to train other teachers to teach across the country, let's make this go big, you know, so let's, let's go all the way to the moon with it. So I'm, I'm here to serve and, and I do my best to listen to the guidance, the internal guidance and the guidance from the universe or spirit or God to, to follow what's the best steps for me. Fantastic. We're just going to go to our last commercial break and then we've got about nine more minutes left with Jamie. So stick around everyone. See you in a moment. (laughs) 
Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Hey you, yeah you, are you tired of people asking you what you want to be when you grow up? Well, we can help. What if we gave you the money to start your own business? All you have to do is join the Teen Wealth Club. Even if you have no idea what you want to do, we can help you have the life of your dreams and play by your own rules. We are real, real people who believe that your life can be whatever you want it to be. And we know it works because we have hundreds of other teens just like you who are doing it right now. Check out GlobalTeenWealth.org and start the life of your dreams today. Don't forget to mention Teen Wealth Radio and we'll send you a free gift when you join. Or you can call us at 1-855-866-TEEN. That's 1-855-866-8336. GlobalTeenWealth.org. We're here to get you started on your future. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are tuned in to Teen Wealth Radio. To join in the conversation, send an email to Brandy at GlobalTeenWealth.com. That's Brandy with an I at GlobalTeenWealth.com. Now, back to this week's show. Hey everybody, welcome back. I'm here with Jamie Summers and if you want to follow her on Facebook because her content is amazing, it's J-A-I-M-E and then Summers, S-U-M-M-E-R-S but you can find her at Shamefree Jamie. And just remember her name is spelled J-A-I-M-E but I will have this information all uploaded in a couple days with the link to the show uh, and the iTunes uh, link uh, under the Global Teen Wealth Instagram and Facebook if, you, if you're not able to find it. Um, we only have a few minutes left in the show and there's two questions I really want to ask her. Number one is something she's very passionate about teaching, and it's something very important to learn, and it's called how to say no. And I know that sounds very simple, but it's something that I've personally struggled with in my life, and I know a lot of people have. So, Jamie, how, how do you say no? That is a beautiful question. I'm not going to answer it, no. <laughs> <laughs> so saying no is something that was completely pivotal in my life, Um, amongst the many sexual education classes I've taken all over the country, there was a particular class around boundaries because teaching boundaries is something that I do, but I didn't know that it's something that I needed until I went to this class and we learned about, um, giving and receiving. Oh my goodness. Excuse me. There's a beeping there. Um, so we learned about giving and receiving and what does our yes and no feel like and what's the difference between giving and taking versus giving and receiving. And these are all things that, that I teach as well. 
but the but the saying no part, if it's a maybe, it's a no. That was so pivotal for me to think, okay, well, do I really want to go out to this gathering tonight? Do I really want to go take this gig that someone's offering me? You know, if it's if it's a no in my gut, in my intuitive center, or in my heart, then I'm a no and and if it's a maybe if it's I can even give you a, now I'm so good at it I can get a, a percentage that I can give you well that's like a 70 percent yes and then I'm like well then that's a no you know and I don't always follow it I'll be honest but it's something I'm working on following is if it's a maybe it's a no um and then the other thing is when someone says no to you a no is a gift and if someone says no I don't want you to touch me there or no I don't want to share this with you they're being in their honest integrity and occasionally they're doing it to be a smart butt you know (laughs) to be a smarty pants like now I don't want to give you that you know (laughs) and um now it's my cup of tea I'm not sharing it with you you know (laughs) um but most of the time if we're answering an integrity and an honesty a no is a gift because you can reply with thank you for taking care of yourself so if I say, no, I don't really want to hug right now. And I do this all the time when people come up to me and try to hug me. I said, no, thank you. I, I'm not feeling that right now. And then when you're with people that have done similar training and get it, they say, no. Oh, oh, no. Okay. Thank you for taking care of yourself. Because why would you want to, anybody to give you something that they don't really want to give you? Whether it's sex, whether it's their time, whether it's a gift, whether it's something that they want to share with you physically or or an object that they want to share with you or food or a walk in the park why would you ever want that and that to me was just pivotal so thank you for allowing me to share that I I mean I just I love that message and I think it's so important so there you have so many uh, programs and things that you want to teach Uh, like uh, my body my voice how to say no you work with parents adults teens Um, what can you tell me what your dream life looks like like, if you had the ability to not work a, a, a day job, quote-unquote, even though it's something that you're passionate about, but but to really just focus on these programs and sharing it with the world, what would that look like for you? Well, I would create a program that could be replicated nationwide and perhaps even worldwide, mm. where we'd be teaching these same principles uh, that I'm teaching and that I'm uh, embodying and doing the best I can to embody in my own life and role model, and it would be to to have it be a program that I can teach others or even bring train others to teach others and have it be um, something that we can replicate across the world because this is so pivotal and life changing. And if I had a if I had known earlier, then I don't think any of the abuse would have happened, or at least most of it wouldn't have. Um, and some things we don't really have control over, and other things we do. Because once we know how to speak our truth and say no, then we can physically say no, we can verbally say no, we can energetically and emotionally say no. There are ways to very clearly communicate that no and that helps us to keep us safe. Super important. What about what about telling yourself no sometimes? Is that a, an important thing to learn? Well, I think that has to do with intentionality. Like if you're saying no, I don't I'm you're not going to eat that chocolate cake, okay? Or no, you're not going to sleep with that guy who you know is your troubled ex-boyfriend, okay? <laughs> 
So, so sometimes it is disciplining yourself in some way, but it's about the intentionality of the desire. Because mm. a lot of things we say no and we deprive ourselves of things that give us joy. So for me, it's like, it's like sweets. I know that my body does not like sugar, mm. but I'm getting to a place where I'm allowing myself to have a little bit of sugar in, you know, and, and okay, how can I do this to a way where it doesn't become an addiction and it becomes a healthy balance of, of allowing myself that pleasure, but mm -hmm. knowing that it, ultimately it's not so good for my body. So is it, is it a matter of, uh, you know, what, what is the balance? And that's something we all need to figure out for ourselves. Absolutely. You know, I honestly, I wish you were not as far away in Hawaii because there's a friend of mine here that was actually on the radio show uh, about a month ago. And her, she is one of the most articulate women I've ever met. And she has such a great body image and she does know how to say no and stand up for herself. Her job is a little unconventional, but she loves it. And she's not doing it because um, she has issues or any struggles that she's trying to deal with, which people in this profession are often seen to have, but because she really loves her body and she makes good money doing it. She is a stripper for a living, but she is, has like 40,000 Instagram followers. And every single day she posts a naked picture of herself or a very sexy picture of herself. And it's all talks about loving your body and overcoming eating disorders and being sober and being healthy and all that. And I wish I could join the two of you together so you could sit and have a conversation because I think your stories are both so incredible and you both are helping so many young people uh, to empower themselves not only with their body but their choices and, and things in their head and I mentioned to her on the radio show that I think uh, we are our second thought and not our first I don't know if you've ever heard that but a, a young man who I work with actually said that to me because I always said oh I hate when in my head pops up oh, I'm fat, or oh, I'm ugly, or oh, that person is ugly, or what are they wearing? And that you get this negative thought that comes right away, and then right away you go, oh, why did I think that? Or, oh, why did I say that? That wasn't very nice. And he said to me, well, you're not your first thought. Your first thought is conditioning and the environment. Your second thought, the one that make, that is you thinking about your first thought, that's who you really are. Do you have any thoughts on that? Have you ever heard that before? I haven't heard it quite said like that, but I do comedy and improv, and we have um, exercises that we do. Uh, which is we get down to like the fifth thought or something or sometimes the seventh thought and it's an interesting exercise because maybe they're all just layers of who we are and they're what is really the truth you know to me is what resonates in our gut in our belly you know versus this is one of my someone said oh this is one of my 50 personalities you know so yeah. Who's really saying it? Which part of us are, is saying it? And what is the intention of the need behind it? Is it a need for attention? Is mm -hmm. it a program? Is it a pattern? And that's where all this, you know, theta healing and EFT and, and um, uh, EMDR, all this is all this stuff comes in is deprogramming the pattern so we can see a shift immediately based on just even reprogramming one thing. That's so important. Okay, so if you had 30 seconds to make the whole world sit down, shut up, and listen to you, what would you say to them? Because we have about an, a minute before the end of the show. <laughs> Honor your bodies, know your true self, respect others, and demand respect from them in return, and only accept that in your life, which is in your highest, greatest good. And know that no matter what anybody else says or thinks about you, you ultimately know your truth. You know it in your gut. You know it in your heart. You know it in your body. And your body knows your truth as well. So listen to yourself and your highest truth so that you can 
excel beyond the dreams that your mind has imagined. I love it. Thank you so much. I hope everyone got a ton out of the show. We'll probably have to have her back because she just has so much more great stories and content to share. It's been a great show. Uh, It's Shame Free Jamie on Facebook. If you want to find her, I will post all the links or you can reach out to me always. Our 1-855-8616-TEEN, that's 8336 is the teen. You can always call me on the 1-800 number. It goes directly to my cell phone. If you ever need help, if you ever need to reach out, or if you just want to find out how you can get in touch with Jamie, please let me know. Jamie, it's been a blessing. Thank you for having for have, for coming on the show. It's an honor. Thank you so much. And uh, everybody, I'll hope to see you again, same time, same place, next week. <laughs> Thanks for being part of Teen Wealth Radio. Please join your host, Brandy England, her guests, and panel of experts again next Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an awesome week, and we'll see you here for the next show. 